Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us to talk about the latest developments involving the U.S. and Iran is Lee Smith, Senior Editor at the Weekly Standard. Lee, John Kerry jetting off at the last second to join these talks. Is that good news or bad news for America and for our allies? Uh, I think it's very bad news for the United States, and it's perhaps worse news for our allies. Uh, as, as we speak, there is no interim agreement yet with Iran. As John Kerry says, I want to emphasize there is not an agreement at this point. However, we see that things are moving toward this, and the, uh, the form of the agreement has been spelled out in various uh, news accounts over the past couple of days. So I believe that before the weekend's out, we're probably going to have an, uh, an interim agreement, which I think is going to look pretty bad. And what do you mean by bad? Well, I think that uh, I think effectively we are um, we're papering over an American withdrawal from the region, an American abandonment of U.S. allies, and we're basically signing off on the Iranian nuclear weapons program. So long, I believe that the administration, or the president's hope is, is that the Iranians won't show him up and attempt a nuclear breakout over the next three years while he's still in office. Uh, provided that they don't do anything like that, I suspect that Obama will believe that he's walked away a big winner on this. The uh, current status, we've seen some reports, I've seen some reports, I should say, that they could, Iran could just be a few months away from a weapon if they wanted to be, some people maybe a few weeks. I know certainly the reaction from Israel indicates that people are very concerned about where Iran always already is. Is there any part of this deal that moves them backwards? Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm... Uh, I'm not a technical expert or an expert on technical matters here, but no, my understanding is it doesn't, it doesn't move them back, and other people uh, suggest that it doesn't even freeze them where they are. So, no, and I, I just want to point out it's not just the Israelis who are concerned about this. It's also, um, it's also the, our, our Arab allies, especially Saudi Arabia, and other actors in the, uh, you know, in the GCC states, the Gulf Cooperation Council states. So there's, there's, there's general concern, even in Europe. Uh, the French are not happy. The French have been much more, uh, the French have been much more concerned, uh, apparently, about the Iranians than the Obama administration has been. I, 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 I just want to add, Michael, um, it, it's unclear to me that even figures in the administration understand, aside from the president, exactly what's going on. And by that, I want to point to Kerry's uh, berating yesterday um, the Israelis for failure to move on the peace process. I think that what we saw yesterday with Kerry, it wasn't so much about the peace process. Uh, rather, it was an effort to put the Israelis on the defensive and to keep them quiet and otherwise preoccupied while the White House moves, moves towards this deal with Iran. Uh, I, I don't know if Kerry understood exactly what he was doing. Because, again, we have to understand it's part of the American foreign policy consensus that the peace process, uh, that people really believe in the peace process. I mean, I, I, I myself have questions about it, but there is part of the American foreign policy establishment that believes the United States should use all of its diplomatic efforts and its political prestige to push for peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. What we saw yesterday was an enormous sea change. It's, uh, it, it's almost revolutionary what happened yesterday because it had nothing to do with the peace process. It was just an effort to put the Israelis on their back heel and keep them quiet as the United States moves towards making this deal with Iran. It's, it's, it's quite alarming. So is the shorthand that any deal with Iran 
that doesn't actually embarrass a president, that is, if they'll pretend to follow along the guidelines, is a good deal? Just getting the deal in and of itself is the goal of this game? I think from the president's perspective, that is. I think what's very difficult to figure out, I think how... I think it's difficult to figure out how many people in the administration actually, uh, again, I, I don't mean to beat this too much over the head, but how many people in the administration actually understand what's going on. And that's why I think it's important to look at what Kerry did yesterday in, um, you know, in Jerusalem giving a, an interview to two reporters when he was, again, berating Netanyahu and the Israelis for failure to move on the peace process. I don't know if Kerry understands what's going on with Iran, I don't know if Chuck Hagel does either. Uh, I don't know who in the administration really sees what this signals. I, I, it, it, it's quite dramatic. But, but yes, from the president's perspective, and, and short to come back to your question, I believe that from the president's perspective, any deal that will cover over an American withdrawal from the region is a good deal. What is the Israeli response likely to be to a let the Iranians keep, you know, in this uncertain zone regarding their nuclear plan? and the, the fact that the United States was, would be willing to cut such a deal, and then how do you think, Lee, the Israelis should respond to a we-just-want-any-deal-we-can-get-an-arrangement? Right. It's hard for me to... Um, it's very hard to know what's in the calculations of, um, of, of Israeli leadership at this present. I think they have two... Uh, I mean, there are two big issues. One issue is the Israelis do not like to move against the United States. This is a terrible predicament. Uh, they don't like to do it. They have in the past, but with, uh, with, terrible, uh, with terrible concern. The other side of it is, though, this Israeli prime minister has staked his legacy to the notion that the Iranians will not be allowed to have a nuclear weapons program. So they're really torn. I mean, if you look at what, uh, what Netanyahu said yesterday, he was quite explicit. He was quite emotional and quite upset. He was, he's thoroughly against this deal. He thinks it's preposterous. And I mean, the fairly bold words, not just about the Iranian nuclear program, but insofar as he was speaking out directly against the president and the deal that he wants to cut with the Iranians. It's but you know, even when, uh, when a difficult moment for that. But when a, a when a casual observer like me, I'm just a you know regular huh? talk show host guy. We don't do Iran Israel foreign policy talk that often on my show. But even I know that the head of Iran bragged back when he, during his new, you know his negotiating days about lying shameless to to the West. Right. And so I don't understand yeah. why why wouldn't smart people in the State Department and in the uh, in the Obama administration say. Good grief. Everything that comes from these folks is immediately suspect. What are you doing cutting a deal? Well, you ha I mean, there are two different things here. And, and this is what I'm talking about when I say there's, um, you know, there's a certain way that the American foreign policy establishment thinks. And what they've been seeking is rapprochement with Iran. This has been going on since 1979. So this is, this is almost a, a, uh, an article of faith that this is what we need to do to reach out to them. We have to have rapprochement. We need to, uh, we need to come to some sort of deal. This has been going on for a very long time. So the idea that people in the American foreign policy establishment want this is, is not surprising. And it's not surprising that they would ignore a lot of these different statements or a lot of the different facts coming out of the regime. I mean, you know, I mean, one of the preposterous things is this is a regime that's committed billions of dollars to preserving Bashar al-Assad in Syria. 
So if this is what these guys were about in Syria, and right. this is their regional foreign policy, we have to look at how serious they are to cutting a deal with the United States. Anyway, I, I, but, but what I think is, I, I think the president is outside this foreign policy consensus. I do not think that the president's chief goal here is just to cut a deal with Iran. I think the purpose, rather, is much more dramatic. I think it really is to paper over a U.S. withdrawal from the region. I believe that the president has concluded it's not worth it. Um, we're moving towards energy, energy independence. The Israelis and the Saudis are not really good allies, as everyone says. I think that he sees things very differently from the foreign policy establishment. I disagree with virtually everything, uh, you know, with, with the way that the president sees it. But I believe it is a unique vision of the Middle East and the American role in the region. And as far as he's concerned, I believe he wants no more part of it. Lee Smith with the Weekly Standard. Thanks so much for being part of today's podcast. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.